Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, um, so 
it seems that he escaped with the concussion. He was evaluated for other tests to uh, make sure it wasn't any sort of spinal injury. Seems to be okay from that standpoint, but likely going to miss at least one week. Um, there are different types of concussions. There are, some are, are more severe than others. This seems to be the case where it's a higher grade concussion than others. So I imagine if you miss at least one, maybe it's a one to three weeks is what I read. So we are going to be playing with Devlin Hodges. Um, and that's where we are in the season. We're on to our uh, see, I, 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 I thought I could be wrong, but I thought, JB, you got a call and you were actually throwing passes and auditioning for the Steelers quarterback. That's what I thought I heard. JB, they, they called you yeah. and you were auditioning. Yeah, I, I was. I ended up having a, a severe shoulder sprain, so I just took myself out. But you're right, yeah. Okay, right, I thought so. I thought. So. I mean, I, I wouldn't be. I would. I don't know if they could pay me enough to be quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. I mean, Ben's out, right? Superman, right? Ben, he's out. And then Mason Rudolph comes and gets yeah. knocked out cold, and he's out. And then Ben comes back to the sideline and like, okay, well, I'm going to be on the sideline in my cast, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna support the team. And then he gets fined for wearing an Apple Watch. I, 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 I don't. I just. Yeah, that was by, that was by the I, NFL. That was by the NFL. Yeah, yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. Can't wear an Apple Watch on the sideline. Yeah, it's absurd. <sighs> so um, I'm worried about the uh, the big things here. The Apple Watch of a quarterback who he can't, who, who's on injured reserve, like come on, NFL. Exactly. Together. Not even in uniform, but yeah. Not hey, even. Yeah, hey, real quick on that. You know what's funny about that is the idea behind it is they want to find them because, you know, they're not working with Apple or, or Apple's not, you know, sponsored by the NFL or whatnot. But, like, you actually draw more attention by finding him. I didn't know he was ahead on a damn Apple Watch. You actually draw more attention to Apple and Apple Watches by actually making it a story and finding the guy. So it's kind of actually counterproductive as well, which I think is kind of funny. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think the NFL is just stupid. You know, I mean, I mean, one yeah. week you're threatening one guy who has a half million dollar watch on his on his wrist, you know, and then next week you're you're you know finding a guy five thousand dollars who has a you know five hundred dollar watch on his wrist, and you chart you find him five thousand dollars. <laughs> I, 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 I you know, and and you're yeah. right. Apple watches are so common now. If you had, if they had never said anything, I would have not even noticed. It wouldn't even have like mm-hmm. jumped out at me. Hey, he's Apple. I would. Yeah. And no one would have cared. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, so, I, I had no idea until you got the question. Here's the other question for you, your team, Steelers. Um, any, any, at this point, are you ready to let the Redskins have your coach? I'm just wondering if you guys are ready to give him up. <laughs> his, his name was floating around. Out nah, there. man. Nah, man. None of that. Okay, check it. Definitely not. Now, who are you playing this coming weekend? Hey, who you guys got? Play the charge. We'll play the Chargers on Sunday night. Okay, Chargers. You know, okay, cause... Yeah, they're they're a little banged up too, just in the receiving core. They're like their receiving core is like our quarterback situation. They're they got Keenan Allen and like they're onto like the fourth and fifth string receivers at this point. But um so as far as the Steelers and packing it in goes, like the thing is our division is so bad. Uh division leader, Baltimore or Cleveland. They both are tied. Uh, Baltimore and Cleveland are tied at two and three. Um, Steelers should have been two and three after the the last game. Obviously, it didn't work out 
in our favor. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Austin Ruffin, the passer call um, that put the Ravens in in great field goal position to tie the game to send it in overtime. Did you guys see that by chance? I did not see that. No. Mm-mm. Okay, I want to tag you guys in it. It um it was such a fluff tackle where we wrapped him up by the ankles. wasn't late, and we got charged with a uh, roughing the passer penalty. Now I understand that sometimes it happens, but it seems awfully awfully silly and disproportionate to me that you know we can challenge offensive and defensive pass interference calls, but we can't challenge the validity of roughing the passer calls, which also can impact games significantly. Um, which I think it did here. Uh, but I digress. The Steelers in the AFC North, I mean, even still, because of the, the ineptitude of the division right now, they actually still have a chance. The defense, the Steelers' defense the last couple of weeks lead the league in sacks. They played great again. Ever since the Mika Fitzpatrick trade, the Steelers' defense um, is second in total yard, in yards per play allowed and first in the league in sacks. So they have something to build on in terms of defense, but I mean, like, bro, the people that – whoever wins this division is going to be, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. Like, it's it's that – it seems like it's going to be that bad of a season for the whole division. Um, so, the Steelers well, have a chance, will, but, yeah, we just have no talent to quarterback position. Go ahead. I, I, will, say, I will say this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you said that uh, Baker Mayfield was uh, playing Gabbert with Sass, and I jumped all over you for it. And while I still <laughs> think, you know, it's only it's only his second year – in the league and he's got a long way to go. Um, dude looks like hot garbage right now though. I gotta I gotta say he looks like hot garbage. He really does. Um he's absolutely yeah. terrible. 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 Um, I, I expect him to get better. Uh, certainly be better than Blaine Gabbert, but right now he's not. Right now he ain't playing any better. He's just he's just it's just bad. It is it's 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 bad. It's real bad and, you know too. I think what's funny about it is, I don't know if you guys saw the game last night, but I, I think what's what's funny about it is, is um, you know, when you come into anything existing, right, you, you, you join the NFL, you move into a new neighborhood, you take a new job, right? Shouldn't you get the lay of the land? Tell y'all a little story. Tell you a little story. Tell you both a little story. It's just the three of us talking. Ain't nobody out there listening, right? Just three of us. Okay, tell you guys a little story. Um, the last place I worked for, which will remain nameless, but it's not my current employer, so let me make that perfectly clear. The last place I worked for in my last 18 months, they hired a new senior manager. This guy came in like his shit didn't stink, and he pissed off everybody. Everybody. Now, at the end of the day is he's still there and I'm gone. But, you know, I left making a lot more money, working for a much better organization, and he's still there floundering. The point of the story is he didn't come in and understand the culture. He didn't come in and understand the, the, the personalities and the things that he was dealing with. He just came in and just thought, eh, I'm who I am. And, you know, to some degree, starting to see a little bit of that or maybe a lot of that from Baker, you know, starting to feel like, you know, like this ain't college football, bro. This ain't college football. You can't come in and be tugging on people's cape and all of that. You know, Richard Sherman is an all pro. Richard Sherman is the real deal. 
and he happens to be an incredible smack talker. And being one that can talk a little smack myself, I respect Richard Sherman's ability to talk smack. And, um, yeah, and, 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 and then on top of that, the whole Nick Bosa planting the flag thing, like, you know, I, I think Baker is, is learning quickly that this ain't, this ain't the little kids league now. This grown men. And you're nothing special, bro. Don't let all them commercials get to your head, bro. Don't do it. So I, I say all that to say, K-Star, you're right. Your division is a mess. And, and, and there's really nobody there that's ready to step up and take over right now. There's nobody there that's just, like, putting a stranglehold on your division. And you're right. Might be 8-8, eight and 7-9. Eight, and nine. <laughs> You know, 8-8 yeah. that wins the division. So keep hope alive. Keep the faith. <laughs> you only two games out. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Baltimore is three and two, inconsistent. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this third stringer that y'all got? Uh, not really, guys. Not, not, not I like the question. Uh, I like the question, JP. It, it is a good so, question. Like uh, you know, if you have anything, you let let me know. Because, yeah, if you have anything, let me know because I, I just heard of him on Sunday. Um, I will say this. Uh, he was six for six passing. He made downfield passes. I don't know if you guys caught the end of the game, but we Juju Smith unfortunately fumbled it after actually a downfield pass by him, uh, by Hodges. And so, again, small sample size, only six throws, but to come in there and be aggressive with the ball, two of those balls traveled better than 10 yards. Uh, I like the kid's moxie. At least the Steelers let him play ball. It's unfortunate that we fumbled away the game. But um, we'll see what he's got on Sunday. Yeah, I don't really know too much about him myself outside of coming from Stanford and uh, and that's yeah. Stanford S A M, not Stanford S T A N. So I have really no idea either. But maybe that's a, did you, you say? Know, playing... Did you say Stanford S A N F O R D? Period. I'm sorry, I thought that's what I heard. Maybe I'm wrong. Go ahead. No, S A M like Sam. I'll be Sam. Sam, I am. Okay, even smaller school. Yeah, but maybe because of the fact that there's not a lot of tape on them, maybe that'll be a blessing because we've always talked about on this show. Join you, honey. Once they get tape on you, you're done. And they don't have any, there's not much to go on. He's undrafted out of Stanford, so you never know. Yep. Maybe uh, they can coach old. him up well. Yeah, you know they coach him up well, and and. Um, that offensive line really steps up even more. Who knows? Like I said, this, and we've all stated just now, this division is still up for grabs. So all is not lost. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't say Sanford. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you soon. Honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just in a weird place. Now, if they lose again, um, you're going to say that because it's going to be like a train wreck. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, yeah. guys, let's let's yeah. be real. All considering, if the division wasn't so bad, this would be a trainer situation because it already is. Like when you're on your third string quarterback, and you lose Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell in the past couple off seasons. Like it's it's not not pretty sight. Well, let's be honest. Uh, it is unlikely that you guys are going to accomplish much this season. You're on your third string quarterback, yeah, second string quarterback. You know, I, I, it's just. You know, it, it, yeah. you know, you're one and four. Um, but you know, hey, if I'm you, I'm keeping faith too. 
you know. Look at this, yeah. Brett Maher missing that kick. Good God, all my. I'm sorry. Yeah, NFL Network has the Packers and the Cowboys replay on, and it just yeah. showed Brett Maher's first first miss. Get that son of a bitch off the field. Um, Fire him. Yeah, seriously. I, I mean, he's not the reason that they lost, but he's so inconsistent. I mean, seriously. Um, so on that note, let's switch to the Packers and the Cowboys. And before I let Jay say some things, there is one thing I want to address about this game. And and, and not, not just about this game, but just a general thing. And, you know, somebody else on Twitter talking some football said this, and I started thinking about it. I let it marinate. I let it marinate. And it made a lot of sense to me. And so a lot of people, when games like this happen, and, you know, we, we've got a thread of NFL fans that just think, that the only way you can motivate players is to be that in-your-face Bill Cower spitting in your face and all of that type coach, you know. Um, and if you're not doing that, then you're not then you're 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 not a motivator. I, I, if I hear somebody else call Jason Garrett Coach Clap, I'm gonna puke. Okay, and I say that to say two things. First one is. I don't know. I work. You guys, we all work, right? I get a paycheck. I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about you. My motivation doesn't come from my boss. It comes from the fact that I'm getting paid to do a job and I'm going to go do that job. And I'm trying to make even more money. So the way I look at it is the better I do, the more opportunities I'm going to have to make money. Now, these guys are making millions, have worked their entire life to get to be on the platform that they're on. It is Dallas. It is Green Bay. It is America's Game of the Week, nationally televised game. Um, a, 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 it's not really a rivalry because the Packers have had the Cowboys number over recent years, but it's still a competitive – generally it's been a competitive series. And, you know, who, you don't need – someone yelling and screaming at, or you shouldn't need to get you motivated. Now, I agree the Cowboys looked a little lethargic to start. That ain't Jason Garrett's fault. I mean, if you if your head coach has to motivate you, then you're in the wrong line of business. You should, you should get motivated immediately. As soon as you see that team, as soon as you step on that field, as soon as they sing the national anthem, as soon as the ball is kicked off or hiked, whatever, you should be amped and ready to go. This big ass game, three and one versus three and one, NFC versus NFC, division leaders going at it, and you need someone to have you know let's let somebody to have a pep talk before the game. They need that pep talk. I need them rally during the game. Oh, I love when they get everybody together in the middle of the game and yell at them. That's what a good coach does. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. That's a bunch of bullshit. I never see Tony Dungy do that, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. I never see Tom Landry do that, one of the greatest coaches ever, 20 straight years in the playoffs, five Super Bowl appearances, two wins. I had never seen Coach Landry do that. I had never seen Don Shula do that, who still currently has more uh, uh, wins than any head coach. Belichick will probably eclipse him at some point, but not yet. So cut it out. I, I cut it out. And the second thing is, on that note, I will say this. 
I was thrilled to death to see Jason Garrett get, get pissed off. That was one of the best penalties he could have gotten because I heard interviews with players after, and they're like, oh, yeah, we loved it. It just reminds us how much he cares. So on that level, I was happy because he was legitimately ripping. And you know what? Sometimes that's a good penalty to have. You felt your team was not being treated fairly, and you needed to step up. You know who used, you know who used to do that? Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson used to do that. He had the greatest player ever. And he's like, how can I continue to motivate Michael Jordan and all of that? And Phil Jackson would intentionally get thrown out of games to give Michael Jordan. Now, now you had Tex winners, but Michael, Michael really coaching that team with Phil ain't there. Phil would do that on purpose. Now, Jason didn't do it on purpose. He was legitimately pissed off. But the point is, I did love that emotion. But I don't want to hear any more about, you know, these grown athletes, grown men, multi-millionaires many times over. Zeke just signed a $100 million contract. DeMarcus Lawrence signed a $100 million contract. Lyell Collins is the highest paid uh, right tackle in the game of football. You know, Jalen, Jalen uh, Smith just signed a new contract. Dax is coming. Amari's is coming. These guys are making a ton of money. Aaron Rodgers, one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Well, he's dropped now. But I don't want to hear that crap no more. I honestly don't. I think it's ridiculous. Okay, on that note, I'm going to let Jay jump in here. And, Jay, your thoughts on Packers-Cowboys. Did you walk away pissed off? Did you walk away encouraged? Or did you just walk away? Well, before I answer that, let me just piggyback off of what you're saying about about Garrett. I, I agree 100% with what you just said. As a matter of fact, I'll even take it a step further. I would like to see him get real hype. I'd like to see him start firing up the crowd, waving his arms up and whatnot, because he was every right to be pissed about it. He did? Yeah, oh, he was waving his arms up the crowd. Yeah, they showed him oh, trying I, to get I must the crowd hyped on the side. Yeah, I saw him do it. Okay, I've been all right, good, good. I must have missed it. And in, in, in the fit that I was having when all that occurred, I must have missed it. I had my own moment of emotion. And you know me to be pretty even kill. I was hollering at the T V and you know I don't do that. So Nah, you don't come that's my this. job. Oh God, right. I had well, a video yeah. of that. Man, oh man, oh, I missed yeah. that. Dang. Yeah. Oh yeah. This this was this was some Stone Cold Steve Austin folding down the fingers, and the whole nine. Yeah, I was mad. So to answer your question, I walked away. I walked away mad. I walked away pissed. I'm still pissed. I'm heated. I'm in my basement trying to cool off. I'm still mad because I'm sick of this inconsistency. And I had told y'all first game of the season, and even more so after the second game, we were talking about the Cowboys in this start. And I remember to you asking me, how, how did I feel about it? And I said, I feel good about it, but I'm tired of them getting off to these slow starts. They got to a slow start again with Miami. The whole game Sunday was slow. They didn't wake up this past Sunday until what a minute left in the third quarter into the fourth quarter. I'm sick of that crap. I'm sick of these slow starts. I'm sick of this feminine horn. Get your ass about that locker room and go get your ass out there and whoop some ass from the opening kickoff. Put it on them. Don't don't get down three four scores and then oh yeah we gotta play football. No. You play football as soon as you see 15 minutes on the clock, first quarter, you kicking off or receiving. Get it together. That's the part that's frustrating is seeing these slow-ass starts and them not waking up until they look up and they're down four touchdowns. Defense getting getting shredded like wheat. Folks 
having ball bounce right off the hands and into the Packers' hands. Penalties coming up out the clear blue. Everybody fumbling. Man, ooh, wait. I, I need I need a drink. I need a drink because this water ain't kicking it. I need something with a proof on it. As you would say, I am hot. <laughs> well, let me say this. I, I, I hear you. I don't disagree with you, but I, obviously I don't think that they just coasted until the end of the third quarter and then started to play. I think that, you know, what what my frustration is is when, you know, you're playing a Miami or a Washington or even the Giants, uh, especially the, the Miami game where the first half they started off slow and then they came in the second half and turned it up. Those are inferior teams. Your margin of error is greater when you're playing those teams. You got the Jets. I think Sam Darnold's going to be back, but still, I, I don't view the Jets as much competition. I would expect the Cowboys to mollywop them this weekend. Um, but your following game is the Eagles. Okay, when you're playing teams like the Packers, the Eagles, the Saints, you you can't. You have to minimize your mistakes. So, and I think that was the, that was the biggest problem with the Packers. I mean, the Packers came out, you got them three and out, and you got them out of there. And then you get the ball, and you go down the field, and Amari Cooper uncharacteristically drops a pass. It was a little behind him, but it's a catchable pass, and it pops right into the defense's hands, and they come down and they score. And the momentum shift at that point, when you're playing a team like Green Bay, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, that boy's kind of good, okay? It, it, it's, it's, the Cowboys are not good enough to overcome that at this point of the season with the talent they have right now. They're just not. And so you have to be focused on every play executing properly, every play, especially early on, to Jay's point about getting a good start, executing and not making – like, if you're not going to make the first down, don't have a turnover. And I'm not blaming Dak. I really think that one was more on Cooper. Um, kind of funny. I keep saying Amari. I'm thinking of my daughter because that's my daughter's name. But <laughs> that, that one was more on Cooper. But, you know, the game against the Saints, you know, Zeke and Witten, you know, Witten, surefire Hall of Famer. Zeke, you know, could be on his way there one day, one day as well if he stays healthy. Um, and you got two top players fumbling. It's like those are the things that drive me crazy. You can't make those mistakes. You're not good enough. You're not the Patriots. You're not the, the, the Chiefs, even though they lost. They're still, to me, an elite team. You're not these other teams yet. And so for me, now that's where coaching comes into play. That's where I wonder if Jason Garrett is the, is. I'm not blaming him for the loss. I'm really not either loss. But the discipline, the discipline to, you know, not, you know, they're, the, the, the wide receivers are taught not to pop the ball up. If, if you're trying to catch it and you're going to not, and there's a chance that it's an awkward catch to make sure the ball goes down. That's what they're taught. And instead, he did the direct opposite. Where's the discipline? You know? So that, to me, is my biggest frustration is, is 
you're not executing, and then you're you're falling behind. And I don't even I don't even know what defense that was for three quarters. I don't even know what defense that was. I thought that was the Bristol Eastern Lancers, my old high school, out there for three quarters. Up oh, there's Jason Garrett. They just showed him raising his arms up, getting the, trying to get the card. I, they literally just showed him. Um, third quarter, Good. twelve minutes to go. Good. Um, Good. But I, 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 you know what what happened? And so that's my frustration. I think I still think the Cowboys are set up to have a great season. It, it's all it's not lost. Overreaction Tuesday, right? Overreaction Monday. Oh, Cowboys are who they're not that good. Told you they lost two in a row. I'm sorry. Last I checked, they're tied with the Eagles and have the tiebreaker. They're still in first place. I'm sorry. What's the problem? And last year they started off three and five, and came back and won the division and went to the playoffs after starting off three and five. This year, they're three and two, about to play the Jets. Should mollywop the Jets, they'll go to four and two, and then they got a showdown with the Eagles. Oh, and uh, Carson Wentz has never beaten um, the Cowboys when Zeke has been on the field. So, I like our chances. So, in two weeks, could be sitting there at five and two. Could be sitting there at five and two. So, people have to stop panicking. Stop panicking. That said, yeah, it was kind of embarrassing for three quarters. And the other thing I'll say, and then I don't know if Casey wants to jump in, but the last thing I'll say is, um, you know, Jay, Jay knows my athletic background. Um, and the one thing that him and I always talked about is competitiveness. And, you know, Jay and I used to play hoop together. We used to play, like, you know, local team. And and we would we would get, like, Amped. And if we're in a game and a guy did something and got us, I mean, Jay and I will be on the sideline talking about, yeah, how are we getting them back? You know, dang, can't believe he did that. Got that rebound yep. over me or you got yep. that drive and we're talking like, how are we getting them back? What's the plan? Because yeah, that ain't going. And now this, we're talking a Sunday afternoon at the boys' club or at the local gym. I ain't talking that level of sports. These dudes were shitting on you. This guy Smith getting in Zach, I mean Dak Prescott's face. This guy Jones waving goodbye at Byron Jones as he's driving. I heard him score and say, "This is my house." I'm sorry. I, you need a coach to get you fired up. You Let fired me up. be on that. I want it. You want to talk about Jay? You want to talk about hollering? You want to talk about mm-hmm. screaming? When that boy said, "This is my house," in Arlington, Texas, in a stadium where two years ago. I sat in, and you're coming into my house, and you're saying, oh, this is my house? Somebody. Y'all remember T.O., right? Y'all remember what happened when T.O. stood on the star, right? Yep. Yeah. George T. George T. That's right. And who took the touchdown and ran to the center of the field and put the ball down, reclaiming the star? Mr. Smith. That would be the Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith. See, to me, that's what's missing. You ain't coming in them. I mean, you may still win the game, but you're going to know you was in a fight. That guy all up in Dak's face. I'm sorry, I would have got a, I would have got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty right then and there. I don't, give, I don't give a damn who you are. You all up in my face talking junk? And where was the line? Where was your protection? Where's your lineman? Where, where, where's 
all your linemen and all your, you know, this guy over there running, I don't see anybody coming over. That's what's missing right now. Where's the prize? You're home. This team is laying the smackest down. And you're just sitting there taking it. And no one's getting fired up and pissed off. I saw Jason Witten catch a ball and jump up and get amped. Thank you, Jason. Where's everybody mm-hmm. else getting fired up? Where's Robert Quinn? Where's Demarcus Lawrence, hundred million dollar man? I don't my hey, you're not gonna go sixteen and up. The Patriots might because they got a shitty schedule, so but you know, and, and even that I doubt it. That's the reason why only one team has ever gone sixteen and oh. It's the play right there. They just, I mean, I swear to God, I must, I'm, I'm psychic. They just showed the play where the guy ran and was waving bye-bye to Byron Jones. Just showed it on the, on uh, NFL Network. But you're not going to go 16-0. and 0. It's virtually impossible. So you're going to lose. It's okay. But where's the emotion? Where's the I'm not having this? Not in my house. Now, I'll say this, and I know I kept saying I'll let Case Law speak, but I keep going, but – my team, I can do that. Um, um, I'm proud of the late fight. I am proud of the fact that the team didn't quit and near the end and made it interesting. I, I, I really did, never thought that they were going to pull it out. It just the odds were too far. But you know, it was it was interesting. You know, and I and I kept saying, well, it ain't quite over yet. Let's see what happens. And uh, and then of course maybe Maher misses, and you know, it, it would have been interesting had he made that field goal. And um, they had an onside kick. They come within one score, and they need an onside kick. It, it would have been interesting. You know, so I'm proud of the team for the late fight. But all that other stuff, somebody need to do something. Now, now I, I'm not blaming Garrett, but I hope he saw what we saw. His team, you know, I'm not really too worried about the Jets, and I don't, wanna, I don't want it to be a trap game, and I'm not trying to overlook them. I just, you know, the team has shown one thing. They, they can beat a bad team. So I'm pretty confident, especially after losing, that they're not going to take the Jets lightly. They're going to go and come up here to, you know, they're going to be a couple hours from my house. <laughs> um, and they're going to do I, – I feel very confident they're going to go in and do what they need to do, and it's going to be a good, solid win. And then I'm gonna, and then we're gonna have to hear Jay all next week about how Dallas still ain't beat nobody, even though they're four and two. Um, they ain't beat nobody, and they're not that good, and blah blah blah. Okay, whatever. But I want to see some emotion. That's what I'm looking for. Even in defeat, I want to see emotion. Okay, so you want to add anything? I know I probably didn't leave much left, but I'm pissed <laughs> off. Um, I think what probably was a little disappointing was a couple of things. One was I'm sure you guys were deflated when we're making that great comeback. And then Dak throws that red zone interception. I think that would have tied it. Man, that that was a gut punch. Um, I'm not trying to remember your face. I'm, I'm simply saying like it kind of disturbs. It, I have all the faith that Dak is a really good quarterback. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I think that it, it it's, it's unfortunate and I don't think that necessarily is predictive, but a little surprising that he didn't play as well as I had figured he would um, because I think two of those interceptions he had were in clean pocket scenarios. Now the Packers have a really good pass defense, uh, but it was, so, it was a little surprising seeing uh, Dallas not 
run the ball quite as much and, and for them to struggle stopping the run. I know last year that was an issue for them when they played the Rams in the playoffs. The Rams rang early down their throats. Um, to me, the Cowboys have an awesome – and you can explain if you guys disagree. have an awesome pass defense, have a really strong, balanced offense. Um, but it seems where they get in trouble is if they get behind early in games and the teams can just run run the rock, right? Like that seems to be a situation that hasn't been cleaned up. Uh, yet to this point, 2019 is the run defense. Is that is that an accurate statement? Yeah, well, a couple, couple things I'll say. A couple things I'll say is I agree with your assessment of Dak. Um, you know, I, the first interception was not his. The second interception was his. Um, I mean, you know, he, you know, he he didn't see the uh, corner. Um, you know, that last interception, while it, uh, I mean, it, you can kind of blame him, but I. That was one of many calls that I don't know why. I mean, the dude was mugging Gallup all the way down the field, and they didn't call it. I mean, there it wasn't was. just instant yeah. contact. It was it was a mugging. And I mean, he's Gallup off the route and he's gotten called for it. Jeez. Right, that's what I'm saying. And yet Anthony Brown gets that pass interference to me, which was, I mean, to me that was incidental contact. That was, I mean, I get it. He didn't turn around and wasn't playing the ball, but um, – you know, I, 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 I think the contact was like a light bump at the end of the route, you know, and I, I just wasn't too sold on that lat, on that Anthony Brown call, but they let the, the one on Gallup go. To me, you know, so I think your assessment of Dak, though, is, 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 is on point. He wasn't as accurate as we saw in the first three games. I expect him to, to come back and be better. Uh, Cooper's playing very well, as you know. And uh, Gallup still, you know, his first game back, I think. Oh, the yeah. Game, he'll be Those okay. Two, the the yeah. Cowboys have a great young receiving tool, man. Those two are awesome. Cobb, so for some reason, a couple passes just right off his hands. Like, I'm like, were you nervous because you're playing your old team? Or did Aaron Rodgers slip you some money? And like, hey, man, I know you only got that one-year deal. You know, I'll send you a couple million. You know, because, like, I expected Cobb to, like, go off. You know, like you just usually your extra motivation playing your old team, team that let you go after eight years, and yet I still mm-hmm. leave three passes off of his arms. So, but as far as the the run D, yeah, it's been an issue, and really, it's really one thing. And I don't want to sound like I'm a defensive coordinator, but I know my team, and it's it's really gap discipline. You know that I I think, especially on the linebacking level we've got two of the best young linebackers in the game. You know, we got these two, you got one out in Pittsburgh. Bush is a nasty dude, you know? Um, And I think they were pressing and trying just a bit too hard. And, you know, you overrun your gap, you don't fill your gap properly. And I I just think it just snowballed. It just, it snowballed. And I don't think it's going to be that way. I think this, I think it's a solid defense. I really do. It was just a game where, you know, kind of like the Rams game. Like, you know, defense, the run defense was pretty good all year last year. I don't think the Cowboys allowed a 100-yard rusher at all last year to the playoffs. And then they allowed two in the same yeah. game, Anderson and Gurley, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's, it's correctable. It's fixable. You know, and, 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 and I'm even hearing Tyron Smith, there's a chance he might even play Sunday. It went from he was going to be yep. out for a few weeks to now he might play. Um, Collins might be out, but, you know, I don't want to hear. I, he I'm might not play listening too. to injury. Yeah? 
Okay. I, I'm not. And yep. for me, injury excuse, you know, the job is to have a suitable backup. That's the job. The only place where I think injury um, is, is relevant really these days is quarterback. It's kind of hard to go from a $30 million a year quarterback to a $4 million a year backup and still maintain that same level. So I get it. Pittsburgh, Jets, other teams that have lost their quarterback, although some teams like Carolina actually doing pretty good with the backup quarterback. But, but, but I get it. But some of these other positions, Tyron Smith, come on. He has a history of being hurt. He's excellent when he's healthy, but he gets hurt all the time. So you go get Cam Fleming, who was released by the Patriots. So, yes, on one end, he played for the Patriots. On the other end, they let him go. And he was terrible. Now, this other guy that came in for Collins Knight, he actually played pretty well. But Fleming was terrible. So, come on, Dallas. All these teams out there, your job is to have a suitable depth chart. That's your job. At least have someone adequate. Anyway. My high horse, I get pissed off. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I get mad. Here, here, here. I, I, need, I need to hear this. This is a good one. I got to hear this one. No, no, no. You, you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead. Ask your question. Vernon, Vernon just uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we cannot make we cannot make decisions that cost the team and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? I, I, this is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with eleven when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Ah, never gets old. Get amped up every time I hear that. Man. So, um, you know, as we move forward and talk about some of the teams in the NFL, I've, I've come up with four categories. And these are the categories when we talk about teams that we're going to put them in. These are it. There's elite. There's good. There's mediocre. Thank you, Richard Sherman. Mediocre. And there's bad. That's it. Okay? Those are the points. And record is only one way we will determine that. Because Bill Parcells was correct. You are what your record is. But sometimes there's circumstances, strength of schedule and that kind of stuff yeah. that could move you up or down on that list. So we've talked about a few teams. Let's test this rating. Let's start with we talked about the fact that um, the Steelers lost to the Ravens on a, uh, on a field goal. Uh, what I, I think K-Star was uh, implying was a bogus uh, roughing the passer call and led to a field goal on the Steelers' loss. So, uh, K-Star, I'm going to ask you to rate your team. And, again, it's elite, good, mediocre, bad. 
rate your team right now? Uh, I would say mediocre. For me, uh, the reason why they just passed bad because the defense is playing at a really high level. Like if if there's anything the Steelers can pull their hat on, is the defense seems to be a really good unit um, since acquiring Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins. Uh, the offense is bad, but you know we all know why. Yep. Jay, what do and, you think, Steelers? And, oh, or, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to simply say, I was just going to say, for me, when I think of the bad teams, I just think of the Redskins, I think of the Dolphins, uh, and I think of the Bengals. Okay. Case, uh, Jay, what do you think about the Steelers? Yeah, I agree with, with K-Star. Uh, mediocre is uh, a good category for them. Uh, when they picked up Fitzpatrick in that trade, I figured because of the offensive struggle that they were just going to have a defensive showdown drag out type of deal played Baltimore well obviously they handled business with Cincinnati even played San Francisco relatively well on the road so um, the, the team really even though they're one and four their record could be three and two and, and we're still talking about being on a third string quarterback so um, it, it's too bad that we're looking at them from this perspective because obviously injuries are the reason for it they'd probably be at least good if not elite if they had uh, their health but I agree with Case, but I'd have to put him at mediocre. Yeah, you guys covered it. It's mediocre. I, I, I don't I just call that stupid. Oh, my God. Every time I see this play, Anthony Brown play, when I see it in, in, in real time, when they slow it down, it looks worse. But you watch it in real time, it does not look like pass interference to me. It's ridiculous, but whatever. Um, hey, I would agree. You guys covered it. I'd say the mediocre. I wouldn't go bad yet. Um, mediocre. Um, Packers. What would you call the Packers? Start with you, JB. Damn. I have to say elite. Um, and, and it's because that defense is playing so much better than they had in, in prior years. Aaron Rodgers finally has a defense behind him. He doesn't have to play at that elite level for them to win. And, oh, God, heaven forbid, he does start playing at that level. He's just efficient right now, and he's able to get the job done. But that defense is that defense seems for real. And um, I'd have to put them at elite because of that and the fact that the, the, the Aaron Rodgers with the S on his chest, the R-E-L-A-X, relax type of deal, we haven't even seen that version yet. Okay, Star, do you agree? Or? Uh, I think they're good. I think they have something to see more to deem them elite personally. Um, I think that, you know, Jay's last comment kind of bears that out a little bit. We haven't seen Rodgers put the S on that chest. Well, does that mean we know that he still can at a highly elite level within a new, I mean, because you have to remember they do have a new offensive coordinator, new philosophy. Um, it, it still remains to be seen. You know, I'm not thoroughly convinced. I don't really think, and I'm sure you guys would probably agree being Cowboys fans, I'm not actually convinced that the Packers are a better team than the Cowboys are, although they won. Um, I'm not convinced that the Cowboys are better than quite a few teams in the NFC, uh, such as the Eagles, who came on the road and beat them in at Lambeau uh, with a depleted receiving core. So, for me, the Packers are good. 
Yeah, you covered it, K-Star. I'd go good, not elite yet. I know they're four and one, but I, you know, as we discussed, record will be one thing, but strength of schedule and just eye test. And when I look at New England, clearly elite, even though their strength of schedule, um, <clears throat> you know, is questionable, but they've done what they're supposed to do, and they did have you know, a marginal game against a surprisingly good Buffalo team. But you know what? They did win. Um, you know, so New England is definitely elite in my book, and I, I don't think that you can you can argue that. Then you get into teams like Kansas City and, you know, and I guess let's, let's go with Kansas City next. Kansas City had a tough loss against um, the Colts before mm-hmm. that. You know, you know, Mahomes was, you know, he was already going into the Hall of Fame before that. You know, they'd already given him the MVP of the year. And I had him in the AFC Championship game against the uh, Patriots and on his way to the Hall of Fame. Um, and then he has a subpar kind of performance. And uh, they, they lose a tough game against the Colts. Um, and so they're 4-1. and one. But the, so the question is, does their drop from 4-0 to 4-1 and their loss at home to the Colts. See that? Play, I'm sorry, guys. I keep talking about this play. It looks so much worse when you slow it down than in real time. But anyway, um, so K Star, I'll start with you. Do you do you think the Chiefs are elite? I mean, obviously they're not mediocre or bad. So we're at elite or good. Right. What do you think? Uh, I think they're good, but not elite. I think that. For me to be elite, you have to do it on both sides of the ball. I've only seen from one end of their uh, team and that their offense throughout the year. Uh, their defense can be had. It's been had. They could have, should have lost to Detroit just a week ago as well. I don't know if you guys remember, but Detroit had a 99-yard fumble yep. recovery touchdown run back on them. Um, and, you know, the Holmes was a great scramble away on the fourth down from, from losing that game. And, you know, long story short, their defense, is still a problem, and the problem in that they can't stop anyone, and they can be run on. So for me, Chiefs good, uh, not enough, not enough talent on the defense, be elite. Okay, JB. Yeah, and, and you said it, uh, K Star. You got to be, you got to have it done on both sides of the ball, and obviously, offensively, they are elite, no question about it. The defense is there is something left to be had there. If they were an average defense, I would say this is an elite team. But like last year, the defense let them down. I think they were 31st or 32nd overall, and I don't think it's, it's fared much better, even though they've they've let some guys go and they've gotten other folks like Dee Ford on the defensive side. They have to shore that side up. And I think with the, the other part of it is the Lions and the Colts have pretty much defined what it will take to, to knock them off. If they find somebody that will punch them in the mouth first, it's going to make for a long day, or in their case, on, on against the Colts, a long night. And um, they need to be the ones punching and continuing to punch. If they can't do that, they're in a dogfight. So you said it, both sides of the ball, so I have them as good but not elite, not yet. Well, I did a show Friday, Friday, I think, Thursday, Friday, I don't know. And I talked about elite, and at the time I said there are two teams in the NFL that are elite, and that would be the uh, Patriots and the Chiefs. 
And I'm going to stick with elite for the Chiefs because I don't think one loss to a playoff team, um, in my opinion, is enough to drop you. And you guys make valid points. But their offense is so good normally. I mean, it's not just it, – it's, it's insanely good. It's, it, it, it is enough for me to, to, to compensate for a weaker defense. Um, for me, I'm going to give them one more week as an elite team and then see what happens this coming week and see how they play um, and, and go from there. But, I, 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 you know, now here's my next question. Do you guys have any other teams? So right now we disagree on the Chiefs. You didn't speak up against me on the Patriots, so I'm assuming you'll agree. So right now, universally, we only have one team listed as elite. Is there any other team out there that you would throw in? I mean, the Niners are certainly one to think about. Um, You know, is there any other team out there that you would consider elite? I had the Packers as elite, but that was I was the only one holding the order for that one. Right, right, and I'm the only one with the Chiefs. So any, any, anybody else though that either one of you um, toss in and say, let's consider this team as an elite team. Yeah, I actually do think that the Niners are pretty elite. I know it's kind of early, and some people might some people saying that, um, but their defense is their pass. I don't think your dogs agree with you, yes, sir. Yeah, no, my dogs got picked. Those, they, they were not feeling yeah, that. Yeah, your dogs didn't like that one at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, their pass rush, their defense, absolutely appears to be elite. And we look at their offense, it, you know, they, they are pretty unconventional, but they score a lot of points in their top ten in, in yards uh, and, and scoring. So they're efficient on both sides of the ball. And I think that it's, again, they're, they're a little bit newer to the scene last year. They were kind of bad. Um, but this team has completely reshaped itself, I think, with Garoppolo being healthy and uh, them drafting Nick Bosa and their pass rush and defense just coming on really strong. I think that's going to be something that is uh, their identity all year is a really strong defense and running game. JB, agree, disagree? I mean, those are very valid points. I, I don't have them as elite. Uh, next week, if depend upon what they do against the Rams in Los Angeles, uh, then I, I may have a, a difference of opinion. But right now, because of the fact that uh, I do look at their strength of scheduling and I do look at the fact that they, they, although they've taken care of business, there's just I don't know if there's something that's missing that's preventing me from putting in them putting them in that that breadth. I don't know if it's because they don't have the the marquee names on offense outside of Garoppolo, but I don't consider him a marquee name. I just think he got a lot of fame because he was a backup in New England, and he obviously came over to San Francisco and reeled off consecutive wins, and, and, and that's why he's gotten his the, the, the contract that he got. But I think defensively, I, I agree with you. I think they've got big names on defense, but there's just something that's missing, and I can't put my finger on it, that prevents me from saying that they're elite. Definitely a very good team, formidable team, but I don't have them as elite, not yet. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I'll tell you what it is for me. Um, you know, last year you absolutely sucked, and I can't, after four games, not call you an elite team. You know, we saw what the Chiefs did a year ago, and now they're pretty much picking up where they left off. Tough loss against the Colts, but still riding very high. Um, 
and and so I have no problem giving the for me at least giving the Chiefs elite. At least we all agree they're good, but at least elite. You know, the Patriots are defending Super Bowl champions, and and they're five and zero right now. So it's pretty clear they're elite. I don't even want to hear strength of schedule. They don't write the schedule. They're going out and beating everybody five and zero. Um, I think I I think I'm with you, Jay. Like I I was very impressed with their defense. Um, last night, but I'm I'm wondering how much of that was them and how much of that was just Cleveland being a mess. And you know, I, I think Cleveland's head coach is just out of his out of his depth. To be honest with you, um, this was a guy who, beginning of last year, was running backs coach, and now he's jumped from running backs coach to you know head coach. It's it's almost like I, people calling for Kellen Moore to get promoted to head coach. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Dallas hmm. offensive coordinator. has been offensive coordinator for five games. A year ago, he was quarterback coach, and a year before that, he was on the roster. <laughs> and now you want to make him head coach because you see Sean McVay over there doing great things, and everybody just thinks, I'm going to go get the next 32-year-old McVay. Like, wake up. Um, so I, I'd like to see a little bit more, and I think you're right. They got the Rams coming up. That, that'll be a good game to see. Hey, beat the Rams in LA. You know, although they're both California teams, so but still, do that. Then you got you got my attention. Then I then I'm ready to say, okay, you know, you're you're five and zero after six weeks, and you beat the defending NFC conference champion team that represented the conference in the Super Bowl. A lot of people picked them to go back and do it again this year. Well, at least until Tampa Molly whopped them. Um, how do you give up 55 points to Tampa Bay? Mm. Anyway, um, so let's look at the other end of the spectrum. In case I kind of touched on it, but um, let's just look at bad. I don't want to spend any time on mediocre because that's probably a good portion of the league. But let's just look at bad. Who's bad? I'm trying to sound like Michael Jackson, but who's bad, right? And I was like, um, you know, uh, we know the Dolphins pretty clear, right? The Dolphins. Um, the Redskins. What about the Browns? K-Star. Are the Browns a bad team or a mediocre team? <laughs> yeah, I think they're mediocre. I think that their defensive their defensive talent alone keeps them in that in that arena. Um, their offense is letting them down right now in turnovers, but yeah. I mean, they're not Bad. They can play bad, but they're not bad overall. They're mediocre. They still beat Baltimore at Baltimore. Okay. Jay, you agree? Uh, I have them as mediocre also, and and I think it's more because they just seem to be a, a dysfunctional team, top to bottom, offense, defense, and special teams. And and I'm not even talking about the debacle that we saw last night. One minute they look like they're they're a, a horrific team. The next minute you, you see them playing against the Ravens, looking like a, a, the team that we all expected them to be for the most part. Then if you want to fast forward that to what we saw last night, it, it, there's too much inconsistency, yet there's too much talent on that team as well. So I won't have them as bad, but I definitely will have them as mediocre. Okay. And, I, you know, I forgot. I mean, another, you know, obvious, the Bengals on five. You know, they're bad. Um, Jets, bad. Um, even though they're, they're supposed to get their quarterback back, I, I don't see. I don't think they're going to be much better than they were. 
Um, any other teams that come to mind, you know, when we look at one-win teams, I'll just list them, and if any of these teams jump out as bad to you, speak up. But let's look at the one-win teams. Arizona, Atlanta, Denver, and we already talked about Pittsburgh. Damn. I, I wish we had a most disappointing segment because then I'd say Atlanta hands down. Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's easy. That's you easy. know, I want to say Atlanta is bad, but I'm not sure. You know, they actually are in bottom five, worst point differential. That's a terrible set to be in. That indicates they're pretty damn bad. You know, actually, they're only averaging 20 points a game despite all that talent. Maybe they are a bad team. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, it's, yeah. horrific. it's weird, right? Um, <laughs> you know, JB, they have so many K-Star, always, K-Star always has all these statistics and spews out stuff. I picture K-Star sitting in this room with like like four computer screens, you know, and, 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 and three keyboards, and we're talking, and he's pounding out stats. Because he always has all these stats, yeah. right, like fingertips, you know. Well, they're averaging 20 points a game. And, they're, you know, like, how the hell you got that stuff right there? He always has them stats. I think, I think, I think you're, you're, you're sandbagging. You got, like, four computers, you know. You got all, everything <laughs> lined up. You got everything right there. All you got to do is, a, boom, there it is. Boom, there it is. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I got three monitors. three monitors. Three monitors. There you go. That's what I thought. Three monitors. And, and That's what I thought. Yeah. And Abigail. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Atlanta is bad because I mean, when you look at their their defenses, you know, most points or you know, third most points in the league, and there's not scoring points. They're just not scoring points despite having the talent. They're getting blown the they're getting blown the fuck out, guys. Uh, yeah. Like these other bad teams are. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and and the disappointing part of all of this is. Well, one, I had them pegged to to win the division. Yeah, uh, so much for that. But secondly, Thanks. last year compared to this year, the key difference was the defensive side of the ball. They were just decimated with injuries, and everybody felt if they came back healthy, this was going to be a team to reckon with. They they would look like a playoff team, if not a division champ, a wild card. Now they look like they're going to be a lottery pick in, in the defense. With Quinn as a defensive stalwart from his days as a Seahawk, to see this team now giving up on average 30 points a game, giving up 53 to Houston. I mean, and then granted, Houston's got some weapons. I take nothing away from them, but still, that's awful. I mean, that's just awful. And they don't look anything like a football team right now. The, in, in case like you said, offensively, can't score a damn thing. Can't score. And, and they got they got Sanu, they got uh, Julio, they got Matt Ryan. Obviously, I think losing Tevin Coleman was a, a huge loss that no one really seems to speak up about. But Freeman is bad. Yeah, the one know, that they- Hopper or Hooper, whatever his name is, tight end. They've got weapons on offense, but they cannot score. Calvin Ridley. They suck. So they're one. They're one dimensional. They're one. To, they're, to your point, yeah, they don't have a running game, and they're just a really pass happy team and. They're trailing in all these games because their defense has been ravaged. Actually, again, by injury, they lost uh, Keanu Neal, just like last year, at the end of the year, for the whole year. And I again. think he's out this year, and, too. No, he is. He is. That's what I was saying. Just like last year. It's yep. like, you know, 
So I can't stop anyone. They're one-dimensional offense, and they're struggling in the red zone. That's their that's their situation. Um, yeah, at, we agree. They're bad. They're bad. Yeah, Arizona might. I want to go Arizona's mediocre for now, but damn, they're tilting on bad. They really are. I mean, they they they're having problems, you know, scoring on offense despite you know Kingsbury and the air raid offense and whatnot. Their defense is getting torched every week. Barely beat Cincinnati. I mean, I, the only reason why I say they're not bad is because they did, you know, they did tie with with Detroit. Should have probably won that game, and they did. They they had a really good chance of beating Baltimore at Baltimore. So I think they're just one step above bad, but they're pretty goddamn mediocre. So I don't think they're bad, but they're almost there. Hmm. Okay, I keep getting distracted because the game is on. Um, I apologize. Actually, no, I don't. Um, uh, so you know, let me do the uh, let's do the TMV power rankings because I think that's a good segue into how we view the top teams in the league. Um, so let's see here. Um, K Star never sends in his power rankings, so he doesn't care. Um, so number one collectively is the Patriots. Number two would be the Chiefs, although JB did have the Saints at two, but myself and Train had the Chiefs at two. Number three would be the Saints. Number four, um, we all agreed the Packers were number four and the Niners were number five. So the only disagreement really was having the Saints and the Chiefs um, flip-flop. Jay had them two and three, and K-Star, I mean, uh, Train and I had them the other way around. So cumulatively, Patriots, Chiefs, Saints, Packers, Niners. Uh, no Bears. They lost. Disappointing game. The uh, Raiders train's not here to whine about it, so we'll just move on from that game because <laughs> train's not here. Um, and no Cowboys. Out. Shout out to the Raiders, so though. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the Raiders. Um, two, two nice real ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Cowboys dropped out of the top five for the first time in, in a few weeks because of their loss. They're still a top 10 team, but they dropped out of the top five. Um, so that's that. Uh, John Gruden, I'm sorry, Jay Gruden fired. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I feel like we should talk about it, but I kind of don't care. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of um, – he didn't seem to care when you asked when I, you know, to me, he didn't seem to care much. I don't know. I mean, the guy comes out later in the week, and they're asking who his starting quarterback's going to be, and he's like, it's Thursday. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's Thursday, bro. What do you mean you don't know? Now, obviously, it could, you could be trying to – you know, you're about to play the Patriots, and maybe you're trying to do some gamesmanship. But, I mean, come on now. It, it, you know, I, I just wonder – you know, how do you how do you get yourself up? I tell you guys another story because I tell stories because I can't. Right, so you got the Redskins playing the Patriots, right? And I'm the reason I'm going to tell this story is I'm thinking, what do you say? Like, what do you, what do you say? 
the team absolutely sucks, right? And, you know, so what do you say when you're going up against a Super Bowl champion who's undefeated and you haven't won a game? Oh, you know, okay, guys, this is our week to turn it around. Right? I mean, what do you say? When I, when I played high school basketball, um, is it, uh, I played for Bristol Eastern, as JB knows, and there was another team in town, St. Paul, private school, and um, they had this guy, Steve Peichel, that played. Steve actually went to UConn and was very good. And I, I, I think he might have, you know, sat, you know, 14th guy on an NBA team for like six months. And But he he never made it. He didn't get far. But he was a 6'3", uh, 6'4", really good player. And, uh, you know, did some good things at University of Connecticut back in the uh, the pre-Jim Calhoun days. Don Perno was still their coach. I only know that because Don Perno was actually from Bristol. But anyway, um, so we're going to play. We're we're about to play St. Paul. We suck. St. Paul doesn't. And the night before, UConn had played Georgetown. Patrick Ewing was playing for Georgetown. And Georgetown was like a national powerhouse and UConn was nothing. And for, you know, two 20-minute halves, and for like 30 out of the 40 minutes, UConn played them tough. And then down the stretch, Georgetown pulled away, won the game. And I remember Coach G coming in saying, those goddamn, uh, you know, Huskies, man, you know, they, they really – took it to UConn for three-quarters of the – I mean, to Georgetown for three-quarters of the game. And he's telling us, like, we can do the same thing. You know, we can do this. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Pykel is this and Pykel is that. And he can do this and he can do that. But we've got some players, too. Who's going to take the challenge? Blah, 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 blah. So you ask what happens. You ask what happens. We got Molly Watt. We got our butt kicked. <laughs> Michael ate us, man. <laughs> we got whooped. <laughs> okay, we got whooped. Nobody could guard Michael. Nobody could guard him. The guy was just too good. He, we got whooped. And I just wonder, what do you say when you're about to go out and play Tom Brady and your quarterback's Colt McCoy? <laughs> you haven't won a game. Your coach doesn't care. He's about to get fired. Like, what do you say? What are you doing? You know, like, they said Miami was jumping ship. I'm surprised none of you know. I'm surprised no one over there in Washington was like, "Trade me, get me off this team." It's like, how do you motivate? Now at that point, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you motivate that team because there's no chance. Even though they did score the first touchdown, they did go up seven nothing, and then. Because uh, what's-his-name is out, their kicker, um, got his name already. Um, they they signed Nugent, and Nugent missed the first oh, uh, point. Kowski? Yeah, he's out for the year. Um, yep. And so they missed the extra point. So it was actually, you know, it was actually 7 nothing, and then 7-6 for a while until they kicked the field goal, 9-7, and then, you know, that was the end of it. You know, Tom Brady said, okay. Let's let's do this. But what do you say? I, I don't I don't know. Um, but any thoughts on the Redskins, JB? Any thoughts on the Redskins and uh, the firing of uh, Jay Gruden? Well, I think that was right and had been on the wall for a long time. The, the bigger question is, and and I've heard it come up in talk shows, is what do you do with Dwayne Haskins? And I think that's a legitimate question. 
um, the, the, the coaching and the carousel that's going to take place. Um, I mean, who knows? But some folks say he's got to play, get him out there. Other folks say he's not ready, let him sit. I think that's a bigger question than anything having to do with, with Gruden and his firing. All right, Coach JB, what do you do? You ain't got shit else to lose. Play him. See what happens. You had you got in your own division that Prescott from a few years ago winning because of injury. Uh, he's done pretty good. You've got Carson Wentz that came in, number two pick, outside of injury. He's done pretty good. You've got Daniel Jones, who was supposed to have been the one drafted by the Redskins instead and, and should have really swapped places. He hasn't fared too bad so far. So why not? Throw him out there and see what he can do. Your season is done. It's toast. It's history. You're 0-5. You could be looking at 0-16 for crying out loud, looking like the damn Dolphins. So why not give him a shot, have him develop, this is what you call on-the-job training. See what kind of quarterback you you may be able to have and, and, and go from there with it. Uh, K-Star, would you start Haskins or would you wait? Uh, you know, this one's a little Bet tough. Bet you take him over in Pittsburgh right now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn right. Um, uh, man, so I think this one's actually – usually I would say let him play. But, man, he looked really bad when he did play. And, I mean, the organization – you know, this isn't going to be the coaching staff that's in place for next year. Um, sometimes you see quarterbacks play themselves out of the league. I'm not saying he would do that as rookie year, but you see quarterbacks kind of get thrown into a really awful situation and kind of never have a chance, like Josh Rosen last year in Arizona. You know, confidence is important for a player. If he's not ready, he's not ready. He couldn't beat up Colt McCoy. I think it might actually be better to let him rock out for the rest of the year um, and, and let's see who they get next year, you know, hopefully get off of the mind that can work with them because it didn't seem like the current regime was willing to um, or, or wasn't able successfully to unlock his traits and, and highlight them really well. And I'm not sure that their you know, interim coach, I think Isabel Callahan, is going to be able to do that either. He's a one-year stopgap. And um, I don't know, I think they should actually – if he's already, don't let him play in this situation, which usually I'm not for, but because of the firing and, and the way it's going, I actually think that's best to, to keep him under wraps for this year. Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong here. Um, you both make valid points. Um, you know, Callahan was offensive line and running game coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, and he was very good at that. And then he, he took off on us, um, literally and went over to Washington. He's been there ever since. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at our running game, we've done just fine without him. But I, I think because I would lean towards playing him because you, you have an interim coach who has an offensive mind who's been around for a while. You know, he's not a rookie. He's not, you know, he, um, you know I, I don't know what their long-term plans are at head coach. But I, I think because you've got a guy with some experience there, I don't think it hurts to get him in there. And and I think it's about setting expectations. I honestly would say to him, look, (laughs) you know, our season's crap right now. I mean, we just fired, you know, our head coach. That tells you, you know, where we're going this year. But we view you as a long-term investment, and we want you to get in there and get some reps and get some playing time. 
And, you know, you're going to have some ups and some downs. Just, you know, you, you, you sit down and you set the stage. Like, look, we're not putting you in there and expecting you to take us to the Super Bowl this year. We're putting you in there. So now in real, just think of it as preseason extended. That's really what we're doing because at 0-5, come on, the season's over. It's over. You got the Cowboys and you got the Eagles. You're looking up to both teams. Okay, and even the Giants have showed a little bit of fight with their new quarterback, although I don't expect them to go anywhere either. But I think this is a time that you can actually say, and you know what, not for nothing, but, you know, maybe Callahan can, you know, I, I get he's a stopgap and probably won't be the permanent coach, but you know what, he should take the job seriously. And like, hey, I'm going to try to develop this guy. This is the future. You drafted him as your future. You set the right foundation and you say, look, um, we're going to get out there and let's see what we can do. Show me what you got. This whole narrative that I'm hearing, no one has actually said it, but the implication was that Jay Gruden believed that Haskins couldn't understand the offense. And it was almost – it brought me back to the whole Rush Limbaugh, the black quarterback isn't a smart thing that he got, you know, ultimately fired for. Um, you know, and, and I, I just I, – I don't know that that's accurate, and I don't think that that's fair. I, 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 there's no reason to believe that this guy can't understand the offense. And the best way to understand the plays is to actually go out there and execute them. <laughs> you want him to learn the playbook, go play. So to me, you've got 11 more games this year of preseason. You get out there, you play hard, and I'm like, you know, maybe I'm weird, but if I'm the owner or general manager, I'm having a team meeting, and I'm like, look, technically we're still alive. Technically we're not eliminated, but we all know this season's done. Who's playing? Who wants to come back next year? You know, as we write this ship, who wants to be a part of this long-term journey? Sure. You're playing for jobs. You're playing for contracts because we may very well blow this thing up in the off season. So show me that you want to be a part of this team. You got 11 games and you may not even have 11. Who's going to fight for me? Who's going to get out there and show the fans and your teammates that you're here to win. And by the way, Dwayne Haskins, you're the starting quarterback. Congratulations. And you will be our starting quarterback for the rest of the year. So there's no one looking over your shoulder. It's your team. Let's go do this. We may go 0-16. That's all right. We're going to learn from it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a way to do it if you ask me. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just commissioner team. Hey, who knows? All right. You got just as many wins as, as Jay Gruden does this year, so we never know. Yeah, true that. True that. Uh, Grox. Grant's going to be on Fox as a football analyst. <laughs> so we'll see how that works. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I can see it now. He's going to be calling plays. Oh, man. Uh, 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 nah, he's he's going he's gonna to be a funny dude on there, I'm sure. Yeah, he's going to be hilarious. Yep. He's going to fuck up, though, and say something wild. That. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, last question. Oh, before we do the last question, let's go over the uh, thank you, Dr. Train, uh, for sending the um, uh, pick'em. Let's just go. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do pick'ems this week because I don't feel like it. But um, 
make sure you send in guys your pickums to train still so he can keep track. But uh, I, I'm just going to go over um, the results. Um, so the week five results are me and K-Star lead the way with three and three. Man, that's shitty. <laughs> JB at two and four and then train at one and five. The overall leader is still JB, but his lead is shrinking. Uh, right on his heels is his big brother, T. Uh, so JB's at 17 and 13. T is at 16 and 14. K Star is at 15 and 15. And Train is at 14 and 16. And while we're not going to pick these games now, I'll at least tell you guys what the pick six is. And then um, we'll go from there. I just don't feel like picking games. I just, I'm, I'm in a – I'll tell you why, too. I'll tell you why. You know, I said, what did we learn? And what we're learning is we don't really know much. There's a few definitives in this league, right? But really, what do we know? Because the Patriots are undefeated. But other than Buffalo, they haven't played anybody. The Chiefs were undefeated and lost. The Bears and the Cowboys were considered elite or borderline elite teams, and they lost. The Rams were whooped two weeks ago by the Buccaneers. The Packers beat the Cowboys, but lost at home to the Eagles. The Rams were mollybopped, did I already say that, by the Buccaneers. I already said that. I said it. Now I'm saying it again. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, Chiefs lost. Talked about that already. Like, I, I, I feel like we really still don't know anything. We know some things, but we really don't know anything. Everybody thought the Saints were dead without Breeze. They haven't lost the game with Bridgewater. You know, the, 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 the Panthers were dead without Cam. They haven't lost the game. So I, I don't think we know anything. So I don't want to do pick this week, but I will tell you what the pick are. I will tell you what they are. Panthers, three and two, um, at the Bucks, two and three, division game. Eagles, three and two, at the Vikings, three and two. That's a big good game. <laughs> Texans, three and two, at the Chiefs, four and one. Um, we've got one of the NWO in that game, actually two NWO going against each other. Uh, Watson and Mahomes, New World Order quarterbacks. Get you forgot. Saints, four and one, at the Jags, two and three. Niners, mediocre. <laughs> Sorry. I just, Sherman and that whole Crabtree thing still cracks me up. Mediocre. Uh, undefeated against the Rams. Jay mentioned that game earlier. That should be one heck of a game. And then the Lions, 2 1 and 1 at the Packers. And then, and then you got a team like the Lions, right? 2 1 and 1. What, what, what's going to happen? Are going to go into Green Bay and beat the Packers and just screw us up even more? Yeah, yeah don't get it. we don't know. We don't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What do we Why know? not? What do we know? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just happened to look. Hold on. I didn't. I haven't looked at the switchboard in a while. But um, hold on a second here. Hold on. I recognize this phone number. Hey, wait a minute. You said you couldn't make the show tonight, Doctor Train. Doctor Train, is that you? <laughs> yeah, man. You're taking a break from the boxing. <laughs> I listen quietly for a long minute, man. <laughs> ever since, well, ever since the conversation. 
<laughs> I'm just enjoying the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll mute you back unless you got something you want to say. You know what I mean? You ain't been on in a while. Do you want to add to this delightful conversation? I can, of course I can add to it, man. Of course I can add to it. Uh, I, I, I agree with everything you said about we don't know nothing. Of course, I'm one in, I went one and five this week. I clearly don't know who's good <laughs> and who's not. So, <laughs> so, and I sit at the bottom. I am struggling to pick the right team. But um, I, I think parity is really showing up in the league. I, I think it's showing up everywhere. Uh, I think players, as much as they will sit, as much as they will say that, yeah, I'm not paying attention to what the outsiders say, they are paying attention to what the outsiders say. Especially Absolutely. when they tell you, eh, Twitter, <laughs> when they telling you like, the oh, no one gave us a chance in this game. Oh, you've been watching every, you've been watching every station, huh? <laughs> Players don't like that, man. And they're, and they're playing hear, harder because of it. Did you hear Richard yeah. Sherman? Richard Sherman, what he said about, mm. oh, don't give us credit now. So one mm-hmm. minute, it's, we don't listen to the noise. They call it noise, right? Oh, we don't pay mm-hmm. attention to the noise. And then after they mm-hmm. win, it's, oh, don't jump on our bandwagon now. You didn't give us any chance. Wait a minute. You weren't listening yeah. to that noise. So, oh, excellent point, Trey. Excellent point. Hey, you know, I got one every year. So, no, nah, yeah. I, I agree with everything. We don't, we don't know anything, but the play, but I, what I, what I, what I do know is the players are listening, coaches are listening. They're using it as motivation. They're trying to get their guys riled up. I mean, it sucks to lose that game in London to the Raiders. The only thing I can take from that game is that it showed that we are, if we do get down big, we do have the ability to come back. But I guess it still does depend on who you're playing. But I will know all the talk that week said Mac is going to go to London and wreck shop. Mac name was not mentioned one single time in the entire game. He had one quarterback pressure. They had the perfect game plan, and they were very physical with Chicago. I swear, it it looked like it it, it flipped. It it looked like they looked like us, and we looked like not us. So (laughs) players are listening. Coaches are listening. And it's and it's showing. Shane, you know you've been on you've been on for two minutes, man. You bring us so many valid points, man. We missed you. Um, you know, <laughs> you're absolutely no, but you're absolutely right. There's reasons why you know Stephen A. Smith makes so much money. Skip Bayless mm-hmm. makes so much money. Every show on the NFL is a talk show or a debate show about the league, and there's a reason for that. And all they're doing is adding more shows. We just talked about Gronk's going to be an analyst now. Mm-hmm. These teams, these players, these coaches, these front office personnel, these owners, they are listening to what's going on on ESPN, on Fox Sports, on NFL Network. They are listening. Heck, we've, we've proven more than once that someone out there listens to the Madden voice because there's on more than one occasion that we bring up something on Tuesday night that's not been talked yes. about, and then you turn on the TV Wednesday, <laughs> and all of a sudden someone's talking about it. I'm sorry. Yes. It happened too many times to be a coincidence. Someone's listening to the Mad Boys, and maybe because I'm broadcasting from Bristol, Connecticut, home of ESPN, and so maybe that's why, or maybe because we're just that damn good. I don't know, but you bring up a valid point. And the other point you bring up that I want to piggyback on that I'm glad you brought up 
is the physical nature of what's going on in the NFL. It seems like when te- when teams are being physical, they're winning. And when and it's like more and more because I'm going to tell you, um, the last two games the Cowboys have played. Now the Cowboys are known to be a physical team. Well, the last two games we got out physical. I'm not hearing Demarcus Lawrence, hundred million dollar man. You talk about Khalil Mack. I hear you. I ain't heard Demarcus Lawrence's name since he signed that contract. Okay, I ain't heard his name. I, I I think he may have one sack all year. I mean, teams are coming in motivated, and they're punching you in the mouth. And if you're not punching back, you might as well, you know, go sit on the bench because you're going to lose. Because that is exactly – look at the Patriots. Patriots are known for Tom Brady, and how are the Patriots really winning? That defense is off the chain. Yeah. That defense is on fire. Yeah. You know, so, man, ex- yeah, you're right, man. The physical nature of what we're seeing in the NFL. And let me just add one more thing, and I know you guys see this. This is supposed to be the passing error, right? Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's, that's what it's been known yep. for, right? The passing yep. error. How many of these teams are struggling when they can't run the ball? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Pretty so much of this them. passing error. I, I hear you. It's great to for a quarterback because every time they talk MVP, it's who's the quarterback? Where, where, where's the best quarterback in the league? All I'm saying is, if they can ever find stats equivalent of all positions to really see who's the team's real MVP, that would be awesome. But I will say, all these teams that cannot run the ball, if they struggle to run the ball in the game, they are likely to lose that game. Isn't it Freaking funny amazing. that isn't it funny that no matter how the game changes, the rules change, is it still mm-hmm. goes back to the fundamentals. It still goes back yeah. to you know, you want to win, you got to show that you can run the ball. Because if you don't mm-hmm. run the ball, then what are they going to do? They're going to put eight back there and rush three. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you show that you can run the ball. Now you've got, you know, now they've got to stack the box. And then you've got play action. You've got man coverage. I mean, no matter what, the fundamental roots of football still hasn't changed. Still hasn't changed. Hasn't. You're absolutely right, Trent. No. No, you're, you're Jerry right. Goff was a prime example. What happened when Todd Gurley? All the points the Rams were scoring last year, being leading the yep. league second, thirty some points a game. This shit was based on play action. Jerry Goff had all day to throw the ball. The minute teams, the minute Gurley start to hurt or whatever reason he could not run the ball well, it's like, oh, that's the real Jerry Goff. Oh, okay, y'all was hiding him. <laughs> okay, we got him. And that that and the Cooper Cup injury because Cooper Cup is lighting and it's on fire right now too. I hurt. Well, and you know on that same day. point of running the ball, the Cowboys are like when when Zeke doesn't have seventy five yards rushing, the Cowboys are like one and nine or something like that. And Zeke the last two wow. weeks thirty five and sixty two yards respectively and zero and two. So, wow, you know, and they had to, and it was the same thing when Emmett Smith was running. And, you know, we're talking different generations, but it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Emmett Smith would get 100 mm-hmm. yards, and the team was like 29 back then, you know, 29 and 1 when Emmett Smith gets 100 yards. It, it, it wow. still, if you can get someone that's going to give you 100 yards, you've got so much better chance of winning. And that's 
straight across the league. And this is while Patrick Mahomes wants to throw for 6,000 yards and everybody else is throwing for 4,500 and 5,000 yards. And yet you're still, you're so right. You still got to run the ball, which is why Zeke, you know, and, and let me say this to Dallas fans, relax. Zeke's going to be fine. And they did the right thing, paying him his money. You still got 11 games to go, baby. Don't, don't stress it. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> No, the one thing I will say about running the ball thing is teams teams in, in this area really need to pass the ball to open up the run game more so than in the past because most teams are playing spread. You have teams that try to stop the run, but, like, when you have when the Cowboys, for example, I mean, the game doesn't get away from the beginning of the game. They're, they would be able to run have run Zeke way more than what they did. So a lot of it, you know, the running game and defenses are correlated. If you have a good defense that can maintain a lead and probably easier on the ball than it is. You know, if you're forced, of course, come from behind, you have no other option uh, than a pass, really. So, uh, to me, it, defense is still – still, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the running game, of course. Um, but in, in many cases, passing sets up leads for a lot of these teams. It all, de- all, de- all depends. But in regard to the Cowboys game, I'm sure y'all talked about it, right? No, not, not at all. Why oh, would we talk about that game? Not at all? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I and won't say – I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow. Really? <laughs> of course, we talked about it. I just, I, I would just like to say, I, I was um, uh, listening to sometimes leave early enough, and I'm listening to uh, Sirius 88, whoever's on at the time. And I think at the time I left his death that morning, I think Gil Brandt was on. In his old age, I just don't like half the stuff he say, but um even though he's a legend in the, in the, in the NFL community. He is a legend, though. But, yeah, he is a yeah, legend. I, yeah, I won't, I won't. But it's like when he started making reference to that game, he was like, oh, you know, it, it wasn't even close. Cowboys didn't have a shot. And I just – it was a head-scratcher for me because I feel like I'm, I'm asking myself, did he watch all 60 minutes of the game? Because uh, – if you take just the first five minutes of the game, <laughs> there's at least there's at most fourteen points that the Cowboys literally left on the field that should have been scored, yep. even before yep. Green Bay got their first score. And I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, how can you say there was no, you know, there was no chance for them just because Green Bay jumped out to 33? They jumped out to 33 because mistakes were made. And they literally left two touchdowns on the field within the first five minutes of the game. They were easy pickings. And all of a sudden, of course, the deeper hole you got to climb, the more you got to pass the ball until finally almost you can get every, a score. Almost every drive Dallas had in that game went into Green Bay territory. And even in the yeah. third quarter, yeah. when they scored their first field goal, and made it mm-hmm. twenty-four to three. They had first and goal at the seven, and then I don't know who called the damn stupid option play to uh, Zeke. They ran an option play from the seven and got stuck. Yeah. And then that, you know, like that was just. I mean, why, why you got to run an option play? You've got a decent at that point in time. Collins is still in the game. Smith didn't play, but you still got you know most of your offensive line playing. Your first and goal at the seven. You're trying to get your first touchdown. Why aren't you shoving Zeke right down their throat? He only had 12 carries the whole damn game. 
and yet Doesn't you want to run sense. some damn wide option play. Make made absolutely no sense. So there was four points right there, and then you're right. At least two touchdowns early. So I, I, I completely agree. I, you know, I give Gil Brandt, uh, I cut him some slack because he's old and he's a Cowboy legend. Um, and I think sometimes when you're affiliated with teams, especially the Cowboys, you don't want to seem biased. Troy Aikman does it all the time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to seem biased because then people, you know, they're not going to listen to you. So, you know, but I, I agree with you. The game, you have to watch. This is why I always say to people when people talk about football, did you watch the game? <laughs> or yeah. did you just watch the highlights on Sports Center? Because I watched exactly. six complete games, you know. And so you can't get a feel for the game watching two minutes of highlights on Sports Center. You've got to watch Whistle the Whistle. And then if you watch the game, and I think K-Star said it earlier, hey, I know the Packers won, but I don't know that I'm convinced they're a better team. What I walked away exactly. from, however, is yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. There's no doubt about that. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, but I didn't walk away feeling like this team is unbeatable and they're such a better team. I didn't feel that way at all. You know, snowballed, got away from us, made a great comeback in the second half and made it and made it interesting down the stretch. That's what Mm -hmm. you want your team to do. They didn't fold. They didn't quit. They didn't say, okay, it's 31 to three. Um, All right. You know, this game's over. Let's coast through the fourth quarter and get on out of here. And, uh, you know, no, they say, hey, we're still playing football. So, yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you, Trey. I agree with you. All right. All right. Okay. Um, so, last question for the night, guys, and then we'll get on out of here. I'm just curious, since we've got five weeks down, if you had to give it, it – and, and the reason I'm asking this is because a week ago, I think it was pretty unanimous that Patrick Mahomes was the league MVP. If you had to stop and say, okay, who's your MVP? I think it was pretty unanimous. But, you know, he didn't have a great game. And I'm just curious now, since we really don't know what the heck is going on in the NFL these days, um, right now after five weeks, which is almost a third of the season, okay, so it's, it's a good sample size, who would your league MVP be? And since Dr. Train decided to join us, um, you know, before he has the lead, although we are going to get off, the, get off, we're going to end the show after this question. But since Train did come and join us and take a break from his boxes, we'll start with Dr. Train. Who would your league MVP be right now? <clears throat> Unless, of course, he's already left. Let me go check and see. Nope, he's still there. Train, do you have us muted? Train. You are right. Yes, I did have you muted. Okay. As I had, okay. as I got while halfway through my soliloquy, man, bump some quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> Stop picking them quarterbacks. I'm tired of picking quarterbacks. Yeah, I understand they touch the ball a lot. Who gives a damn? They can't block for themselves. They can't catch it. All right. Christian McCaffrey, man. I'm gonna go with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Simply because that boy is keeping. Carolina alive, you know, and you can't make your schedule up, all right? I, I'm not, I'm not going to get all in who have they played, okay? Everybody's going to play bad teams on their schedule. There's nothing you can do about that. Everybody, everybody in the league ain't good. Everybody's going to play teams that really, they're not bad, but you just match up better against them. So advantage you, you know, it just happens that way. But that boy – 
is literally putting the entire Carolina Panthers on his back and running downfield for chunks of yardage, scores, whatever you need Christian McCaffrey to do, he could do it. I'm, I'm going to go with that. Can I, can, can I, can I just, as a, as a sidebar, in the other league that I am still in, um, I am 5-0. and I am the champion, and I'm 5-0. and And I have McCaffrey, I have Michael Thomas, and I have Zeke. Yeah, cheat code, man. That's a that's a cheat code. Hey, did it, hey, are you getting paid? I for got I got McCaffrey in our league. Are you? That's I what McCaffrey I want in our league. <laughs> I ain't got paid yet, but I'm on them. But I still ain't got paid. Oh, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get well, my money. And, and it's a he gonna owe you twice after gonna, this season. He gonna owe me twice because I'm molly whopping everybody this year. It's amazing. I'm looking at my team. I'm beating people by 50, 60 points by his scoring system every game. Like I'm, it's it's oh, wow. It's, it's like the. Oh, it's bad. I, I, I hate to even say it because now I'll probably lose this coming weekend. But, like, I mean, you know, by by 4 o'clock, it's the games, you know, by the one, end of the 1 o'clock games, it's already over. I've already won. It's like, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, you know, I'm serious. It's been, you know, and I, I haven't, I, I still want to brag, but I'm like, nah, I just want my money. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, I mean, he's got bigger rosters, but I got like, I got Kittle, I got Rita, I got Holiday, I got I got players. Oh I got wow, players you everywhere. got Kittles? Alone. Oh, oh, I got geez, Kittles. Man. I got. Oh yeah, man. I, bruh, I, this team. Your right team here, isn't fair, bro. That's not fair. It, it really isn't. It really isn't. This <laughs> team should be broken up. I I can't see unless I start getting some injuries. I can't see me losing a game. I just don't. Wow. But anyway, um, so, um. So let me ask you guys this. Does anybody disagree? Is it clear-cut McCaffrey or you guys? Because I was going to say McCaffrey, too. I was thinking I would throw in a little mention of yeah. Michael Thomas is setting it off over there in New Orleans. Um, you know, and, and he would get he would get a nod. He would at least get a look-see, but not over McCaffrey. But, damn, I'm kind of where train is, man. I'm sick of the quarterback getting MVPs. Now, I want to look at other positions. And... Um, but, yeah, I'd have to go with McCaffrey, too, man. He's just – you know, the Jets have, like, 700 and something total yards from scrimmage, and McCaffrey's got over 800. <laughs> I am your offense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. Um, anybody, Jay or K-Star, do you guys have a different name? Nah. Nah. In the, in the EAFL league, by the way. Ian McCaffrey four one and Chris McCaffrey's just man, man. Yeah, he's dominant. Yeah, I know, man. I'm mad I didn't draft him first overall in one of my leagues. I started two two. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, well, listen, let's get on out of here, man. Nice show, nice bonus to have Doctor Train join us to end the show. Appreciate that. I know you're busy, um, but uh, let's. Uh, Final thoughts, and then get on out of here, and uh, we'll do we'll do the same. We'll start with uh, Dr. Train on the final thoughts. Anything you want to throw out there before we get on out of here, Dr. Train? First, not a whole whole lot, man. I'm glad our bye week is here, so it's uh, I, I just hope we figure out how to run the ball. I don't care if we figure out anything else for the remainder of the season other than running the ball. I don't think that's our defense for the rest of the year. That's an aberration. Hey, high five to Oakland. 
John Gruden has them boys ready. They play lights out. I take nothing from them. But as far as Nagy's concerned, he got to figure out how to run the ball. Like, seriously, it's just our offensive linemen. And what sucks is that they paid those guys. They locked them all in the contracts with the exception of Kyle Long because his contract was done years ago. So he's coming up. He's all his guaranteed money is pretty much gone. And you lock these guys up, and they can't move anybody off the line. It's it's just depressing to just constantly hit a brick wall every time we run the ball. Like, I mean, not – I mean, every team we go up against, but, like, their defense is number one in rushing. Every team. That's really depressing. And then I watch that same team the next week, and they allow, I don't know, 150 yards rushing, 100 yards rushing, you know, whatever. Uh Outside of that, I do appreciate you guys' patience in this process with me moving and kind of popping in and out the show. But I, I, I saw the time. I was like, well, if, if anything, let me call in and listen. So thank you for your support. Oh, no. Hey, man. You know, we we, we, we family. You know, we, we, we support each other. So it's all good. Um, K-Star, final thoughts. Yeah, man. Um Steelers are on Sunday night. Hopefully we can keep the quarterback in for longer than one game. Hopefully we don't move on to a four-string quarterback. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Told you, man. J.B. Floyd, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, bro. Just hoping for the best, man. <laughs> okay. All right. And speaking of, J.B., any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, real quick. Obviously, y'all know what month it is. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, the women in your lives that you're close to, make sure they get themselves checked out. Want to make sure that they're good and fit and everything. Football perspective, you know, kind of what we just said. Unless your team has got a zero in the in the win column, you just never know what's going to happen because there's so much parity. So, all is not completely lost, although some may look bleak. But part of the way the the cookie crumbles and with that being said, the parity in this league right now is outstanding. It's great to be a football fan. Looking forward to more of it, and I'm really looking forward to to them boys just whooping up on them Jets. Bounce back time. Time to get it in gear. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm always, um, I'm always reminded why Jay and I are brothers because we think similarly on a lot of things, and. You know, I, I can only say is I am so happy to be a football fan. You know, there's there's obviously, you know, the Cowboy fan, and we, we, we support our team, so we ride the roller coaster. You know, all three of our teams lost, and, you know, K-Star in particular has gone through a lot this year with the quarterback, you know, carousel over there and all of that. And, you know, the Cowboys and the Bears are kind of having parallel seasons. Like, one minute it looks like they're, you know, you know, killers, and then the next minute they're kind of a little disappointing looking, and you know, but just the story of the game, and just it's just it's why I love the game more than any other sport out there. I love to watch football, and I love to just get caught up into the storylines, and you know, Richard Sherman and Boza and Baker, and you know, all that stuff going on, man. All that stuff, I just I love Sundays. I get up in the morning, I shoot to the store, I get my food, I fire up my grill, I cook, and by you know, twelve one o'clock out in front of the TV. I got everything I need, and I'm good until until uh, late at night. And uh, and and I love it. I love the sport. And guys, five games already gone out of a seventeen week season. We're almost a third of the way through the season. Unbelievable. So um, as far as the Cowboys go, 
I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna do the Al Davis just win, baby. You gotta you gotta lay up against the Jets. Don't take them for granted. Whoop up on them. But I'm have a lot to say next week because the next game is the Eagles. I don't know if it's home or away, but I know you got the Eagles in two weeks, and that's the game right there. That's the next statement game. So in the back of my mind, I can do this because I'm not playing. I can look ahead. Y'all can't, but I can. So on that note, uh, appreciate my co-host. You guys are all all superstars. Uh, special shout-out to Dr. Train. I know he's in the middle of a lot of stuff, making time for us. Actually, JB is also going, you know, got a lot of stuff going on in his life that he can share when he's ready, uh, past, present, and future, and he's still uh, making time to be on the show. So I appreciate that. So shout-out to both of those guys for making time to uh, join us and do the Madden voice. And, uh, you know, hey, this weekend, watch the games. And, you know, we say it every weekend, and it's so true. But the feuds are settled right on that damn field. So enjoy the games. We'll be back here. Well, at least three of us, maybe four. We'll see. We'll be back here next Tuesday night. Everybody take care. Let's get on out of here. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.